send me the location Then I'll be right there You make her come check you my baby No time, no And my dog is on probation Another five years We bring girls to his location No time, no Send me the location This year about vacations Flight catching, train taking Soon as my nigga off probation Your boyfriend's on a waiting thing Looking for one wish on a Ray J thing I prayed that girl, outrageous thing But she can't see cause I got shades and thing Bare girls wanna throw shade and thing No shade, what shade is your foundation in? Darkest grey, the shade I'm in 49 more if your babes want sin I had me a famous thing Goals and things, gains and things My house party, a babe station Girls wanna chase, it's a status thing Send me the location, then I'll be right there. And make her come check you, my baby. No time, no. And my dog is on probation. Another five years. We bring girls to his location. No time, no. Look, Playboy, I don't need a carty. I'm captain, I lead the army. Bad ratio, I leave the party. Free Somalis. Creeping on me, your ex wavy, we tsunami. Girl from India, sweetest nani. Head so good now, I speak Gujarati. You hardly part me, I'm laughing again. I assisted, man, passed my friend. Look, money like the alphabet. If you wanna see peas, gotta pass on the ends. Came a long way from a park in a Benz to an 18 plate, man's parking a Benz. Far from the rest, but I'm far from my best. Life is a lesson, I'm passing a test. Yes, everything blessed. I don't want drama and I don't want stress. My girl got finesse. Caribbean flex, body and chest, take body and chest Thank God more, I grew up with less Just to the right, raps to the left Arge in the middle, got seed to the death Batch full of dogs with the 16's vets If you send me the location Then I'll be right there To make her come check you my baby No time, no And my dog is on probation Another five years We bring girls to his location Nigga, I was down by the metal to the top right now And I could pull a couple grand on my pocket right now Yeah, I'm so fly, yeah, I'm flying in the rocket right now And all the games you play never stop right now I pull up on the block, I see everybody watching Cause it's diamonds on my chain and it's diamonds on my watch Money moves, off white shoes, came straight from Virgil Abloh I've been down, I've been low, had my mattress on the floor No way up, no can't build it up, can I ring ring my cellular We have a big fat split bunning up in a big black Benz pulling up Please tell everybody to start pulling up Enough champagne from the bar coming up Party hard, make I live my life uh, Nigga, I was down by the middle to the top right now And I can pull a couple grand on my pocket right now Yeah, I'm so fly, yeah, I'm flying in the rocket right now And all the games you play never stop right now on probation, another five years, and bring girls to his location, no time, no. Hey guys, welcome back to Culture Talk with Cultured Quinn.
This week's episode is culture shock. Now, culture shock. I mentioned in last week's episode how I've been to various schools um, growing up. I've been to about five. So I went to three in Zambia and two in the UK. I went to the UK when I was 12, 2013, and I've been there ever since. I spent my last six years of school there, went through puberty there, and yeah, I guess you would say I've formed part of my personality there. I was rather finalised. Normally with students like myself, the term that is often in use is fresh off the boat. And I remember being fresh off the boat. I remember having a thick accent, sounding weird, being fearful that I wasn't going to be able to fit in. You know, because it's quite a difficult thing coming from a different country with new friends, trying to get along with people who really have no interest in you whatsoever. I remember that was a big part of going to school that scared me. But I think more importantly, what had scared me was just the difference in culture. So a lot of the things that, for example, we take for granted here, such as like respect to elders or... Even just greeting, we have a greeting culture in Africa, particularly in Zambia. You have to greet, wherever you go you greet, especially if they're an elder or they greet you, you greet them back. And with this being said, it was um, quite an interesting experience being exposed to a country where everyone's sort of minding their own business, not particularly friendly or bubbly towards strangers. And it's quite xenophobic, I think, to a certain extent. That was one thing that shocked me. But anyways, um, moving country, moving friendship groups, and generally just exploring options outside of your comfort zone is a very tiresome, very emotionally draining, very mentally draining situation. Because for one, when you move, you're on your own. Your parents aren't in the lessons with you, they're not in the sports field with you, they're not in the chapels with you, they're not outside in the playground with you, and you have to fend for yourself i think that's one reason why african parents in particular are so adamant on sending their children out to boarding school at some point in their life it's so they can hone some life skills and gain some independence and can start to take care of themselves so they can actually be useful in the world and so this is my experience of boarding school so i remember when i went to boarding school first time ever i remember being terrified i was so scared because i was like what if they're not gonna like me what if i'm just weird you know am i too chubby am i too dark and you know standing next to a white person you obviously look like a shadow but that's not (laughs) that's neither here nor there is it i mean um yeah you know there's just there's certain fears on my mind which i guess were quite childish but they were gen they came from a genuine place in my heart i was out of my comfort zone, I was in a new country, new weather, new people, new accent, new landscape. It was completely different. I was just taken off, shook off my center. And so there's a few encounters that I had which indicated to me that I was in a complete different social setting than I was before. The first one was... um Sorry, bird. I hope you don't mind me sharing our little story, but let me narrate. Um, there was a time when my friend Alex Bird and I were in a Spanish class, Mr. McAvenay, year eight. I think it was mid-afternoon. And 
he kept bugging, badgering, prodding, and picking on me. He kept saying, "Big K is gay, Big K is gay, Big K is this, Big K is that." I was like, "No, no, don't say that. Stop. Leave me alone." Yada yada. But you know how it works. Ban when you're bantering, when you badgering someone, it's fun. And when they tell you to stop, you keep going. Obviously, until it reaches a point where you cannot return. And it reached that point. I was so pissed. I picked up a compass, slashed him on his abdomen. Completely slashed him. Got him. <laughs> Left some Wolverine type scars on him. And I'm pretty sure he still has the marks to prove it. And yeah, I guess it told him a lesson not to mess with me. But then it also showed the difference in cultural conditioning because it's not that big of an insult to be called gay in the UK as compared as it is. As compared to when you call someone gay here. Like you call someone gay here, they already describe you. And. I was ready to scrap him, no cap, I was going to end him, but I couldn't, because teacher, and I made him bleed, and I was upset, so I stormed off, then I remember being called into the principal's office, well not the principal, the headmaster, Mr. Murphy, and he called my parents, well first he asked us what had happened, we explained what happened, the, same, the story was the same, he called me what, and I slashed him. So obviously he got reprimanded and I got reprimanded. They wanted to, I think, enforce harsher punishments. But then they realized that, look, this person's from a different background. And they built different. Like, you cannot play with people like that. They don't, they don't hold the same belief systems, the same values that you do. And that's one lesson I've learned coming from the UK is that everyone is different. Everyone's unique. Everyone has their own issues, their own upbringing, their own story to tell. My story to tell was purely African at that point and you know moving on obviously we've played rugby together we've we've been in classes together we've been in exam halls together we've shared moments together you see me at my low points seen me at my high points and um, I'm sure he's got more than enough stories to tell about me but that was the first story for one so homosexuality let's discuss it a bit you know what is homosexuality that is when two people of the same gender are sexually or mentally or however emotions and uh, infatuation works are attracted to each other now ordinarily you know from a biological standpoint it wouldn't make sense because you think we're programmed to eat breathe sleep and so you'd be attracted to a person with a different configuration of XY chromosomes for the sake of passing on your genes and whether that's girl or guy. But we've advanced to a point where we no longer need to reproduce for our survival. There's many ways to conceive. You can even have children. You can adopt children. You can artificially inseminate. You can, you can freeze your eggs for a later point. You can do what you have to do. And obviously, I am no expert on emotional intelligence, so I can't explain how. I can't explain for one how girls like girls, or some guys like guys, or whatever. Um, that's that's not my field of expertise. But what I've learned is, they do exist. They're real. They're not fake. You know. I think people was like, "Oh, I've never met a gay person like you. That's disgusting." It's like, but just be empathetic. They didn't choose the life they lead in the same way you're attracted to girls if you're a guy or you're attracted to guys if you're a girl. Is how they feel about a girl 
okay you know it's it's simple biology they have the same physiology as you they have the same body the same genitalia and you know we all have hormones which fluctuate at different points depending on how we feel or what we encounter with our external surroundings and keeping that in mind had i known that that was the story with people in the uk i would have obviously have been more accommodating towards it but i had been fresh off the boat at that point and i think there's people who can relate to that when you go to a new setting new background new social setting in particular it's very difficult to adjust and there's a adjustment period for everyone you have to adapt you have to learn how to survive and you know for me that meant overturning a lot of my beliefs so for one i've become more tolerant of homosexuals because i think that people shouldn't be judged based off their sexual preferences i feel like that's a very superficial and minimalistic way to measure the value of someone and for you to understate undermine or undercut a person's being because of whom they're attracted to just shows how depraved of a person you are because are you just a guy who likes girls or are you just a girl who likes guys no there's more to you you may like golf or you may like cars or you may like racing or you may like cooking you may like uh, massages is anything you may like football you may like shoes you are much more than what you're attracted to or your relationships with other people and you cannot determine the usefulness of a person based on based off their sexual preferences at least in my opinion and so having this overturned was very difficult because you know I had to confront all the stereotypes or the prejudices or the judgment I had put upon these people that had been taught to me from the youngest age and I promise you it wasn't easy but aside from that there's also greeting culture uh in the UK people are not as warm as welcome as open as in, we are in Africa in Africa I don't know whether it's the warm weather but people will just buzz and they greet and they're happy or they're more emotionally available for discussions and interactions there's a lot more small talk here than there is there you know there it's like to talk about the weather a lot for us you know the weather is not that serious so you know we let it be what it got to be but i mean in terms of greeting adults and even paying the base level of respect our base level of respect i feel like is maybe mid level or high level for other peoples because we even call grown ups aunt and uncle if they're significantly older than us and what i found in the uk is that people call you by your full governmental name even if i'm 13 and you're 45 your name is john mine's jack john will call me jack and jack will call him john there is simply no difference because it's your name you're not related to me so you cannot be my uncle so yeah that was well, those were two stories in particular which i had to deal with and then aside from being another cultural difference is religion and what i found with religion is that in the western world people are a lot more secular than we are in africa I think that's partly to do with the development gap particularly I feel as though that the societies which are more developed and have more 
resources at hand readily available to use or to exploit are less likely to rely on a transcendent omnipotent omniscient omnibenevolent being that is seemingly non-existent seen as you can't see feel touch hear or taste even in the presence of god and you see the people in more impoverished countries rely on god for spiritual strength for spiritual um benefits because life is very tough particularly for those in poverty you know this vicious cycle of poverty as perpetuating through africa and we as youth are responsible for breaking these chains particularly the youths um in the upper classes the upper mwambas as we'd say this side um but being in the uk there was actually once a point where i was semi-agnostic or atheist or atheistic because i was i had been reviewing religion and i think having this doubt having this questioning these answers that were not available to me frustrated me and frustrated me to the point where i was like you know what maybe he doesn't exist and i think a lot of people take that stance because for example they feel that in order for god to exist he must knock on their front door wave and say hey i'm jesus believe in me but the absence of evidence is not the evidence of absence nor will it ever be and going to church so a lot of people go, didn't go to church but now if you know if you're an african kid brought up well by a good set of african parents you know how important going to church is on a sunday now that's not like just going to church on easter sunday or going to church on christmas or christmas eve I mean, going to church or Bible school or Bible study, serious. I mean, I don't think there's an African kid out there who, without a Bible or a Quran, we are so religious, no matter what religion it is here, whether it's a holy book of Hinduism or Buddhism or whether you're Indian, you're Somalian, you're Zambian, you're South African, you're Swana, you're Nigerian, you're Gabonese. Religion is a crucial part of everything we do. And here we pray before meals. People are there, some don't pray before meals. I know some don't even pray before sleeping or pray after sleeping when they wake up. And I think there's also a gratitude complex outside, you see, because everyone else there is able to make something of themselves very easily. Whereas here, you need, you literally need the divine intervention from God to succeed because there are so many external forces pitted against you there's the corruption of certain people in places of authority there's even just the corruption of the people in general because you can be discriminated for your name positively or negatively you know for me being the grandson former president and son of the mayor and provincial minister of Osaka former rather is quite daunting because i have these huge shadows ominously looming over my head wherever i go and i have this goal to outwork outperform and outstate all that they achieved you know and being in the uk gave me a clean slate because when i was here i was so-and-so's son or so-and-so's grandson when I was in the UK, it was just Kunyuli. I was just me. 
and this gave me a sense of freedom because I didn't have to be prim and proper all the time. I could literally just be myself. And that's the difference, I think, there because there's so much work that people literally do not care. And it was an environment where I have friends who right now are driving boats, who have companies in their name, who have hedge funds, who have inheritance funds which will last generation to generation. And they can party all they want, they can do this and do that. But another difference that I noticed was work ethic. You see, inbuilt into Africans or at least African kids, which want to thrive, I think, is a blue collar work ethic. And I, I thank my parents for this. For anything I wanted to achieve, I have a way of focusing in, zeroing in on the certain task or objective and doing whatever needs doing to achieve that goal. And if you ask anyone about it, if I want something done, I would do it myself. And I prefer to do stuff myself because there's, uh, there's some, I think there's a beauty in the delayed gratification of earning your way through tough times or trudging through the mud to get to a certain desired goal. And reflecting on these experiences, I think I'm thankful going to the UK it opened my eyes widened my scope broadened my scope very much because I am more aware of the differences and for better or worse I'm more open-minded than I was before I am more tolerant I am more optimistic but then I'm also more curious I'm also more active I'm more intentional and more discerning more prophetic so cultured couldn't signing out Hope you've enjoyed listening to cultural differences, lessons I've learned, and hopefully you can see the progression and the growth through each episode. So stay tuned and we'll see you next week, or rather you will hear me next week. Thank you guys. All the best.